I'll be too nervous to. I'll probably be lost for words. edition of the lost words podcast i'm joined as ever by my co-host and only the one co-host today jason jason hello good evening tom how are you i'm good i'm good i'm uh shattered i uh basically spent all day watching sports yesterday and early hours of this morning and then uh and then as an early start trying to uh, walk in through the snow which is good fun so it's been a long day but what a weekend of golf yeah it was brilliant yeah. If you if you if you don't like golf, uh, I, I just don't get it because, it, with, you know, I didn't have anybody in play particularly, and uh, that was just incredible the whole day. The thing the thing I was so I was watching a bit of football in between yesterday between the two events. Sorry about and, that. And I was bored out of my mind, and I thought the football was just bad because I was supporting Nottingham Forest, and then I watched uh, what did I watch? Leicester versus Wolves. And, and Liverpool versus City. Oh my god, it was so drab. And I was like, this, you know, I've just watched Saudi, you know, I've just, you know, had the highs and lows of the Saudi international, and uh, and yeah, no, it's so much more exciting, and it just means so much more rather than just this constant passing around, VAR pushing people over, odd goal goes in. So uh, yeah, no, it was a good, good day for golf yesterday. I thought good advert for it. Um, I really like both events. I think that it's a shame the surroundings uh, around the Saudi International obviously detracts from the fact that I actually think it's a good course and a good event. Yeah, I, I was. I was. By the way, in between golf, I was watching a bit of the snooker shootout, which was far more exciting than your uh, your football. Yeah. yeah, Saudi was absolutely brilliant. Um, Dustin Johnson now with form figures of one two one should have been one one one. Different gravy, really. Um, as we discussed before we went on air, um, we reckon 12, 15, 16 additional proper chances over the weekend. And, you know, so within 10 feet, um, whether he missed par putts or whether he missed birdie eagle putts, if he'd have held what he normally holds, it'd have been four, five, six shots better. Um, it, it looked dangerous. It looked dangerous as, as he was getting caught. Um, but I always thought he had it in hand, to be honest with you. Um, and he always knew what he had in him. He always knew what was coming up. Whether it was the par fives, the tribal fours, I, I, he was imperious. I think he's he's absolutely brilliant. Um, I don't think he was particularly 100% happy at the end of it. Um, looked like he was getting a bit tetchy at some points on the greens. Um, and and he said in the interview, I, you know, I don't think he did play his absolute best, but that shows you. That's um, a scary thing, other, isn't it? Yeah, the others had to play their best to beat him, and they didn't. And he didn't play his best and won. So, you know, he's he's just absolutely fantastic, and he's on a f- absolute flying run. And he's back to a course he loves this week. So, who knows what he can do? I thought it was so timely that the Finau tied the lead uh, <laughs> as he does, and the, the literally the the next shot we see is Dustin Johnson about eleven feet, I think it was for birdie, hasn't held anything all day and just drains it. And I just think. I don't know if he knew that he'd been tied for leader. I doubt he did, but it just seems to me that something just switches, and he's like, "Right, I've got to go now." Like these can't keep missing, and and eventually he just puts one in. And I thought that he'd eliminated the bad parts out of his game, and I, and that's why I think he's such a different player. I know everyone speaks about his wedge game as well, which is obviously important. And and the thing that you know, I think we've spoken about it before. He just doesn't make he 
doesn't seem to make any wrong decisions now. Like even when he went in the water, I can't remember what hole it was, but it was on Saturday, wasn't it? Um, yeah. For the double bogey, which is his only drop shots of the week. That was a terrible shot, actually. Yeah, terrible. It was just poorly shot. executed, wasn't it? But still, the right decision. Like that. That to me is is what separates him at the moment. Like he just he just knows exactly what he needs to do. Walks up, hits it, hits a bad one, fine, puts it back down, does it again. Just you know, just sticks it wherever. It's just, I mean, it's like that. He, he fatted one, didn't he, from the fairway? Yeah. And then just and put it to within two foot, didn't he? He's just he's just absolutely phenomenal, and I know that come you know confidence breeds that sort of thing. And when you're world number one, there's not really any worries, and he wins every year for the last fifteen years, whatever. So he's got nothing to. There's didn't no monkey on his back. Didn't win in 2014. Did somewhere. He's never he's, had, he's never had a losing. He's never had a year without a win, has he? Has he not? Okay, I stand corrected then. Um, but he's just I just think he's absolutely ridiculous, like. I was sitting there thinking, what price can he be for for Saudi next year? And I had it in my head that it'd be three to one. He's four to one this week for Pebble. So, so what's he what's he going to be for Saudi next year? Because I mean, I don't even know that many people go over there as, as they did this year. So, if, if you take lots of fee now and 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 the such out of the field, is he going to be two to one? Yeah, five to two, eleven to four, Tiger type prices. Well, I mean, that's if it, this keeps up, obviously. Um, we don't know, but yeah, I mean, look, he, he, when they say the course suits his eye, what they mean is it's green, it's got eighteen holes in. Um, <laughs> there, there is nothing. I mean, he's he's just stunning player, and, and a two shot victory in no way shows his superiority over the field. Um, and, and there we are. That's, that's that, isn't it? You know, um, Finau, yeah, has got issues, isn't he? Um, we we discussed it earlier. I, I can't work it out. You got a par five last, which you'd expect to birdie. Fair enough. You got the drivable seventeen, and he takes a driving iron out, um, so he can't reach. It just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Obviously, we know that he misses hundreds of five foot putts. We know that anyway. That's now in his DNA. I don't think that's going to change. Um, I was an awful lot of twenty five footers, um, but that 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 decision for me on the seventeenth tee was was just something that shows there is there is clearly you said it i think on twitter he needs a stronger um, caddy and i think you're absolutely right yeah. i think that's what he needs uh, there's a couple of things there first of all he didn't win in 2014 he just won in that season so it's just the seasons he hasn't won he hasn't lost uh gone without a season without winning so that's on dj um fee now what i the most baffling thing about it is not like you say you know he's going to miss his three foot four foot parts so what is he laying up to then because if, if you're laying up, it's because you think you're absolutely superb and you're going to put it in tight. There's no advantage to him putting it in tight. He's going to miss it. So you might as well go for it. And, and, and like you said, very, very straight. 17 at Phoenix the year before, by rhythms and all that sort of stuff. Exactly yeah. the same situation, amazing. isn't it? Amazing, isn't it? Puts amazing. A... The opposite course. Amazing. Yeah. And, and, that's, and, and I've said, I've said you know, countless amounts of times, I think he's too relaxed about it. And now, and now I generally think this is a year where you're starting to see it is bothering him. I think he's getting to the point where he's like, I, I actually should be winning. Whereas I think before he was like, eh, I'm just picking up another million every week. Doesn't really bother me. Um, lucky to be here type thing. And and I think he needs a change. I think he needs a caddy yeah. change. I think he needs, yeah. uh, I don't think he needs a, a coaching change. I think he's pretty comfortable with that. There's nothing wrong with his game. He might need someone to go and see someone who's putting, maybe. Isn't he? But again, I don't think there's even, like, that is a confidence. That's just nerves, that putting. Like, I don't know. I don't. You can't. It doesn't matter what he does with his stroke. Technically, he's 
he's going to have that until he wins again. Because the next, the next time he wins, that'll go. There won't be there won't be an issue with his short parts. I don't think. I don't think it's going to be something that plagues him for the rest of his career. I just think it's such ridiculous decisions. Like when you when you looked at Tory Pines, he went for it, didn't he? On I can't remember how it was the 18th. He went for Eagle, didn't he? Um, yeah. Went in the water. Got aggressive yeah. there because he had to, and then he treats yesterday like he didn't have to. Well, you did. You got DJ yeah. in front of you with the same two holes that you've got to score on. Like the way he's playing, you've got to, you've got to do you've got to go birdie eagle. You've got to go eagle eagle really. But it's yeah, it's baffling. It it may come, it may come, but equally it may never come. Um, like you say, he's, he's you know he's thirty one. Um, stop forget was it you know not okay a bit longer than that ago. John Dustin screwed up the U.S. Open at Pebble. Um, yeah. So people learn, people do learn from it. But as we keep saying and keep saying and keep saying, you know, he's 31 and there are 20 year olds, 19 year olds. Look at Hogarth, right? There are 19 year olds, 21 year olds, 22 year olds coming through um, that look, if they carry on, they're going to be much better than him. And he, 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 I think he's got to have a win this eve. If he doesn't win this year, I, I'd, I'd be seriously worried. I think. I think he's too good not to win again. Like, I don't, I don't yeah. think there's ever going to be a danger. I think, I don't, because we we hear about people that are that are, you know we, people say, oh, he's too good not to win a major, and then we see the likes of Westwood, Monty, etc., go without one, Stricker. So that's fine. Like, I don't think he's too good to you know he, he must win a major, but he will win again. He'll pick one up somewhere because he'll just he'll post. Or he'll just be in such cruise control because he's so good that he won't have to think about it. But he'll have to go back to Puerto Rico. <laughs> yeah, he could do, couldn't he? Um, oh, mate, I mean, I like we said before, I apologise from every every week. Like, you know, sympathise with him, say he's not done much for. I just I've run out of things for him. Like, uh, it's poor. Yeah, look, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. His talent is there. It's absolutely incredible. His his, his wedge game, his his iron game, is as good as anybody. But, like you say, he makes wrong choices, wrong decisions. And when you're when you're up against people like Dustin Johnson or whoever, I mean, you know, Hovland, take your pick, Patrick Reed. It's not going to wash, is it? It's just there's always going to be somebody doing it better than you. Because this is um, the thing as well. Yeah. Is that if there's all these statistics that keep coming out about how he doesn't actually play badly in the final round. He just gets beat and he's got great stroke average. But for the people that are watching it every week... You can see where it doesn't matter what whether he picks up the shot when he picks he's he's dropping the shots at the wrong time, and yeah. and he's making the wrong decision. It doesn't matter, does it? He when he's when he's, he's averaging sixty eight, he should be averaging sixty seven or sixty six because he's. <laughs> I mean, look, he, this week he shot sixty five, sixty eight, sixty five, sixty seven, sixty seven. He's done, really and truly, he's done nothing wrong. And and you look at the lights. I, mean, I spoke about Justin Rose, and he came good at the weekend and and put a charge on. But Finau should have been. Oh, it, I don't know. There's you run out of things to say because you talk about you bring up Hovland. I mean, he was only two shots behind him, and he was on the wrong side of the draw for two days. So, has he actually done anything that miraculous, Fina? No, I thought that was interesting. The Hovland, um, Hovland said after Saturday, he's just going to attack everything with driver. He knew yeah. what he had to do. He knew it was in front of him. He attacked. If it went wrong, it went wrong. If it went right, it went right. But it, his his view was to attack. I didn't think that was the correct thing to do. Um, but at least he had the attitude to go for it. Um, and that seems a difference. I mean, you can see Fee now one day being two in front and just not going for a thing. 
you'll just question every every shot he makes. Um, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, of course, he's going to stumble over the line, isn't he, one day again? But it's it's a concern now because because it's becoming a bit too regular. Well, the, the thing is, is because he was already a late starter or a late bloomer or whatever you want to call it. Time's not on his side to get going, is it? Like he he's got no, to get like... he's got to get the monkey off his back. Once he does that, and everyone says once it, it'll come in bunches, and everyone says it as, as a certainty. Um, but like you say, there's people coming out of college that are ready to win. Like they're not mucking about. They're not getting their their eye in at Puerto Rico and then doing it. They'll win. They'll win whenever. Mm. That's that's the, that's the frightening thing for him. And you know he's got a skill set that will keep him in relevant for the next 10 years but and he could probably be longer if he wanted to that's the, that's the frightening thing as well um but yeah he needs to needs to sort it out doesn't he yeah. on the flip side dustin johnson like you say played his probably his worst he could possibly play on the final round and and still won um was pretty happy with justin rose i thought he, i thought he yeah well done for that well. good pick. Yeah. yeah the um it was a bit disappointing on saturday actually um but Came good on Sunday, did what he needed to do got, uh, in the places. Ryan Fox as well. Um, yeah, well done. Yeah. Rasmus Hogarth, he spoke about 62 on Sunday. Yeah, it's always dangerous about looking at that, isn't there, on a final round from well out. I'm, yeah. I'm a bit... Do you know what? I've, on the 54 thing, um, I knew somebody would shoot this, but you know, picking the picking who it was, was yeah. it was just impossible, to be honest with you. Flip a coin, really. Um, so, yeah. I, you know, they'll probably be overrated on that now. And, um, you know, because of that one round. But we know he's brilliant. That's a matter of time before he comes back. I mean, he's only a kid. Um, so we know he's coming again. So it's great to see him do that. What relevance it has in the context of, you know, you look up there, there you know, DJ Finau, uh, obviously Victor Perez, I thought was slightly disappointing, but still showed amazing promise. Mm. Victor Hovland, you know, they were actually in the mix. Um, I'd come from nowhere. It's irrelevant, isn't it? Again, I can shoot three under, four under, eight under. It's irrelevant. Um, so he's got no pressure, but it's still a fantastic effort. Um, yeah, eye catches all round. Rick Croker was eye catching, wasn't he? Final round again. Yeah. You know, tied 12 from absolutely nowhere. Um, so yeah, there was a few that, that didn't quite perform as I thought they would. I thought Sergio was poor. Once he once he missed that easy birdie putt, mm-hmm. uh, then missed a really bad par putt. Yeah, he was quite disappointing over the weekend. I thought he'd challenge. But yeah, look, they're there. Kevin Nahu, who you and Skyler both put up. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a real danger. And he just seemed to blow up final oh, final just... half of Saturday. He just blew, completely blew up. Well, like you said, I said basically the bunkers have cost him the tournament. And you said, well, why did he go in there in the first place? It's as simple as that, isn't it? You know, don't he's, focus he's, on he's the fact that... Tied. Yeah, he's supposed to be tidy enough not to do it. Yeah. So. Don't focus on the fact that that he can't get out of them, focus on the fact that he can't stay out of them. So You're, you're backing him because he's accurate. Mm. That's the only way he can beat a DJ or someone like that. So if you're going in bunkers and DJ's hitting fairways, you've got no hope, have you? And a good point on Hogard as well. Is that we'll, like, and this is why the, the favourite thing that we've kind of found recently on, on tour tips is the, the round-by-round scores, isn't it? That we like to see how they've moved up yeah. positions, which could do on the European tour anyway, but it's so much easier just to hover over their name, see how they've gone along. And he's moved up 38 places on the final day. So... You know, like you say, he was out of the tournament, so it doesn't really matter. He could have shot, you know, eleven under, and he still wouldn't have won. So, it's it is basically irrelevant. But like you say, eye catching. Um, I think that's pretty much covers Saudi. Really, I think that, like you say, there, there's there's such such good stuff from certain people. I think Perez was good for the front nine, wasn't he? 
I think all the time he was keeping touch. And then, yeah. but then again, like you say, he was only keeping touch because Dustin wasn't doing what he was meant to do. So, bit in it. I thought that. Uh, sorry, God, I think Perez um, with JP Fitzgerald is. is I, I mean, I, I I am impressed with him. I don't go in as much as I said to you. I was surprised you didn't pick him last week. Mm. I mean, one thing this Saudi event does show is is that course form just repeats. I mean, it's just it's it's now it's proven. We've had three years, slightly different conditions every year, and it's just there. Course form just repeats there, and and, and that's all you got to look at next year. Well, if Ryan Fox keeps coming back and playing the same every year, then you know the the, the answer's there, isn't it? Um, on Perez, I think Fitzgerald is is largely overlooked as a caddy. Yeah. Um, everyone sort of focuses him being. The reason Roy didn't win more and win more majors, he didn't have a proper caddy on the bag. Um, he's played his best golf when JP's been on the bag, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think, don't know think... how much of that's a factor, whether it's just Roy being younger and people not being as dominant around him, but I think he's a great caddy. I think, you know, you can just see what he's done to Perez's game. He must have an influence. Um, who knows? You would think they do. You, you know, you, you've got some caddies out there people seem to rely on. Oh, I don't know what it is. I mean, look, they're, 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 they are working together, aren't they? They're working partners. Yeah. They're there for four and a half hours a day minimum, um, you know, in contention four days a week. Um, and the rest of the time, they've got to trust them to, to do their job when they're training. So it is a marriage, isn't it, at the end of the day? Um, and you can get pissed off at people. And, if you know, if you're walking... Um, you know, if you're walking down to work and you've got to work, the only person you're walking with and working with is pissing you off. Um, you're not going to play very well, are you? So, um, yeah, it's, it's very, very important. I would imagine uh, some players more than others. But, yeah, he, he looks he looks great. He looks um, there was a conversation that, that they were. I can't remember what it was. It was out of the sand, I think. And they were having proper conversation and coming to an agreement and. Yeah, I don't think Perils will go wrong with him, and and he still strikes the ball beautiful. But and you, it was the right time. You you often say it, get with them at sixty six, in a in a proper field, mm. rather than twenty eight to one when they come back and it's just you know the the bog standard European tour thing. Um, and he would have paid you out, wouldn't he? Again, so yeah, absolutely. And also, this is a sort of you know he's coming up to the the WGC not so far away, isn't it? In Florida, and might be something that he'll be good for. So. We shall see. Moving on to Phoenix, there was, <laughs> there was a few storylines uh, there, wasn't there? Um, Jordan Spieth was obviously the name on everybody's lips, and we spoke about it, didn't we? We referenced that he was getting to a point where it's very difficult to ignore. Um, and this week he's gone from 100 odd to 1 to 25 to 1. Ugh. Slight overreaction, obviously. But the thing with me, Everyone was saying that he can't compete when he's driving that way, but he drove that way largely for most of that period of of when he was at his best. Even when he was in the Masters, he was hitting everything out the pine straw. Like he's never been automatic with the driver. He's just had a very good approach game, and he's made more than his fair share of putts because he's an absolute gamer when he's on. You saw it when he shot 61 on Saturday, up and down from everywhere, holding putts, laughing, pointing at the people in the crowd. And I think that the fact that there was a crowd there. And he had someone cheering him on for the first time in probably over a year. Um, was a huge factor. He's, he was probably... I mean, he was a lay all day on Sunday. Hmm. Uh, just because of the way he was spraying it everywhere. And, and you know, he did it at um, 17, did he? When he, you know, I mean, that, that, that hooked, I mean, I don't know, what, 50, 60, 70 yards? 
Um, yeah, I mean, he tried it went to shout the, it out of the water, didn't he? But it, didn't it went into the water left, didn't it? It literally <laughs> went into the water straight left. Um, but he still finished 17. Hmm. Um, now, whether that's and and it shows how well he played. I know he hit the 61. I know that's not going to happen every single day, but it did have some bits of the old Jordan Spieth there. You know, he. We all know that when he puts, he is well the best putter in the world, possibly. From sort of 15, 25 feet, yeah, it's just, long, long distance. Years, yeah, he was, he was, you know, he was making those very, very sort of tiger-esque. In, you know, when he needed to make them for par or needed to make them for birdie to keep going, that's what he was doing back in the good old days. And yeah, you know, he looked fantastic. 61 was, you know, clearly everybody got a bit too excited about it, but he played. He, he was fighting his game, uh, and he's finished fourth, and he's, he's going to go away from that, knowing that he can now. He can now compete, whether I'd want to take 25, you know, just four days later, uh, with, you know, on a tight course and then uh, God knows what what conditions are going to be like at Pebble. Um, good luck. But, you know, and he probably actually would have been better off had this been amateur. So they, the rough would have been less and the pin positions would have been a bit kinder. Yeah. We'll see what he does this week. I think um, the only thing that will help him, and, and again, I, don't, I you know, I find 25 to 1 something hard to steam into. What I would say is that he could be 10 to 1 for this event, so still not as short as he could go. Um, he's not going to have to hit as many drivers, is he? Like, he, there's going to be certain, he's going to be able to hit, like, he was dialed in with his approach game. He was first in strokes game approach last week. So, if he can just, you know, play for position off the tee, which he can most of the way round, you know, depending on conditions, it could be a really good spot for him to, to go back to back. I don't think he's ever had an opportunity since he's been struggling to go to two courses that really suit his game back-to-back. I mean, he had the, the Charles Schwab and the Heritage last year, I suppose you could argue, um, but that was right in the midst of all his struggles. I mean, when he was playing poorly last year, he finished ninth here. Um, yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. So that that would be my only take from it. I know people are going to go, oh, he was 125-1 to 1 last week, and he's 25-1. to 1. That's because he's just finished fourth. <laughs> There's nothing, you know, he's just even as poor as he was on Sunday, he didn't go away until... And it was only because of Brooks doing what he did that he wasn't even closer. Do you know what I mean, you know, he, Brooks is that's a hole off, you know, hole out for Eagle to take it from him. Well, I, I, I think the fact that he finished tenth in tee to green, mm. um, having been having given away for basically four shots off the tee, um, yeah, it does show how you know how extraordinary his game was after that. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I couldn't take the price, but. It's great to have him back. I think Skyler was absolutely right. He said the game is better with Jordan Spieth playing well, and it, it is absolutely because he is one that, as long as he hits the green, you are always in with a chance of of him knocking it in. So yeah. And he was back to shouting his things of go 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 when he was five yeah, foot long, and, yeah, and that, that's yeah. perfect for him. Um, and like it's come up a few times is that Saturday was evidence that aside from Tiger and probably Phil. He's probably the one that moves the needle the most, despite how good Dustin Johnson is, despite how good the, the the four or five really good youngsters are. When Jordan Spieth is back and playing like he is, everyone's excited. Like I'm, I was actually, it's weird because I think when someone gets to the, the peak of what he did, I get a bit like, oh, whatever, you know, he's a winner again. Blah, blah, blah. I get a bit bored of it. Same with Rory, I go a bit against them and against the grain, I, I kind of like an underdog type of thing. Now he's fought, he's fighting his way back. I'm a bit more of a fan of him, and I'm sort of cheering him on, which is just 
kind of my own personal thing. Um, so I'd really like to see him contend for majors this year. It'd be great to see. Um, look, now he's got sort of one thing to work on, hasn't he? That's the thing I would say is he can he can straighten that driver out. Um, yeah. And and it's the fact that it's a two way miss that's still a concern, but. The irons are there. Before we, did, the irons weren't even there, were they? So we shall see. We'll see. I think he'll play well this week, and and maybe he doesn't justify his twenty odd to one price, but I think he'll play well. Um, talking of others, Xander, I thought was disappointing yesterday. Mm, I think when you look at that final group of Xander, uh, Scheffler, and uh, Spieth, we we kind of knew that Spieth would struggle. I semi-expected Scheffler to struggle. I don't think he's quite shown the nails in the final group yet. And I kind of thought, you know, Scheffler's never converted a 54-hole lead. I prefer him chasing. Um, he's now getting the kind of reputation that Finau's got, despite the fact that he's won four times. Um, oh, no, but he is, though, no, isn't he? No, 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 but he's no, getting no. that reputation. Whether it's right or wrong, <laughs> he's getting that reputation. Everyone thinks he's just going to choke. I don't, yeah, it was... fair, I don't think it's a fair comparison, but yeah, that is went... what's being said. He went 15, 16, um, and to be honest, I thought, I mean, okay, Brooks did what he did. Um, I thought the tournament was, in, was for him then, and um, yeah, to, to make that mess, mistake on 17 was was criminal, really. It, look, it looked like a choke type of drive. Um, absolutely no need to do it. I mean, it's, it, you know, it's a draw in from the right-hand side. You should be nowhere near. I mean, Jordan, yeah, we know. Xander should have been nowhere near that. And, uh, yeah, um, I think he should have won. Uh, worse been in the playoff. Um, and he wasn't. And, it, yeah, it's happened again and again. He'll still win the Masters. But, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it was a disappointment. What can you do? Yeah. You can't say that not everyone can be absolutely killer in those situations, can they? I think Brooks cruel, is cruel to say cruel to say that, that he's like V now but anyway no but that that's not me that's just what you know if you go on twitter and type in xander it's xander v now and and they're looking at each other as spider-man memes and all sorts it, that they're being compared to the same person which is ridiculous because he's won four more four times the amount of v now so and profit and he's beating well. him as well so it's not it's but there's now this stigma around the fact that he can't win a full field event and all this you know there, there's so much around him what i would say is i couldn't touch him at 11 12s and 13s and 14s to one that it just wouldn't I mean I didn't before anyway but that mm -hmm. kind of cemented it yesterday yeah. um, because he wasn't I know Brooks was there but Brooks wasn't there until late on he was really battling an out of sorts Spieth a nervous Scheffler and James Harm he didn't he wasn't going toe to toe with the best was he no so that that was the concern there um, other than that there was some really sort of eye catching performances as well outside of him uh, Jonathan Lee was, was really impressive, didn't we mention before we came on? Um, he was the sort of one that wouldn't go away. Um, Carlos Ortiz, final round 64 to fly himself up there again. Andrew Putnam's come out of nowhere. I don't. He had no bogeys all week through 72 oh, holes, Andrew Putnam. Yeah. Um, he's, he's starting to come back to form now. Um, Louis Ustay hasn't played well until the final day. There's, been, there's, some, there's some good stuff up there. What do you make of Rahm and Rory at the moment? Well, first we've got to say Brooks Kepka was absolutely fantastic. And golf yeah. is all the better for, for Brooks Kepka and Dustin Johnson being at the top of their game. They have the same swagger, the same belief in themselves. Fantastic game. Exciting to watch. Proper, proper players. Um, 
going to be brilliant. If Kepka's back, Dustin's back, yeah, you know, get it on. Um, right, Rory, yeah, I mean, they're all, um, you know, going over the top with the final round again. Um, again, you can't, you you know, rather like you and said about um, Xander, you can't touch him at the prices he's going to go off. Mm. Um, it's just ridiculous. And John Rahm, John Rahm had serious problems on the greens the last couple of weeks anyway. I really didn't fancy him at Phoenix. Um, doesn't surprise me. I, I, I think he's got, I think he has got a problem somewhere. Um, it'll well, come he's back. He's got a kid in the way, isn't he? Maybe he's distracted by that. It could be anything, couldn't it? Yeah, it could be. I mean, it'd be, you know, don't get me uh, Rory, I, I just feel as though, I don't think, I shouldn't say it because you, you, you know, found me out on Rose and, and even Steve Stricker done a job on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can't say, but I just, I don't know. There's something about it that, that I think put him in with, with Brooks and Dustin and, and, I just think I don't know. That just I can't see him beating them. Oh, I but think he will. Do. Obviously, he will do. But I can't. I just there's something there that isn't consistent over that period. He needs everything to fall right, and the others have the ability to adapt, and he doesn't seem to. He's got to have a course that is his, um, and that's that's you know that's my problem with him at the moment. But my thing was always that when he was at his dominant, you know, even, you know, 2019, he obviously played incredibly well as well. You can't take that away from him. But right at his very peak we're talking about, I think that his driver was a massive asset. And now it's still an asset. It's still the strongest part of his game. But everybody's coming to that now. Everybody's getting to... So he doesn't got this massive outlier now. And also, he's wild with that driver. He doesn't know where it's going. It's two-way miss. He hasn't... Every, if you if you just watch Sky Sports, right, you'd think Roy McIlroy was the best player in the world. And and I get that you're supporting the guy that's obviously popular. He's maybe one of the most naturally talented players ever. He isn't. Well, that's what that's what they have you think. Um, but he literally sprays it. He, like if DJ walks up to a tee and he's in form, he'll hit it down the middle of the fairway. Yeah. I I never have that confidence about Rory. And when he does make a, a bogey, I think he's going to make another one straight after. That's my problem with him. Yeah. Um, but I don't want to, don't want to slate off Rory. He wasn't really that relevant in the end. He was only only in the thirteenth because of a final round sixty four, so yeah. wasn't really relevant to the tournament. Um, any more order of business on on Phoenix? No, I will mention obviously Ortiz and and uh, whether anybody wants ten to eleven, he's the best Mexican now. <laughs> um, we'll do that every week while he's beating answer. Um, until we get until we get to a major or something, and then mashes him to pieces. Um, but no, no, I think I think the, like I say, I, it was as much as I love Xander, it was very enjoyable watching Kepka get back mm. to form. It was it was the most perfect chip on seventeen. It required something like that to win it, um, and he was he was professional. I mean, that's what he is. Like I say, I, I think you know watching him and. Dustin stride down in the final group of, of who knows every major who knows um, it, it, the Masters or something is is going to be an absolute sight to behold it will happen um, it's got to happen one day and uh, yeah brilliant basically you know they've got the same attitude towards the game haven't they you mm. know everyone everyone kind of gets irked by the fact that that Brits Kepka seems to be nonplussed about it and not very passionate DJ isn't really He's just better. He's just more consistent than Kepka, so everyone kind of gives him a pass. But when it comes to majors, Kupka's got the upper hand over most people. Um, 
yeah, it is what it is. I don't, I have no ill feeling towards Kepka whatsoever. Um, very good champion. Going on to Pebble Beach. Um, good news. There's no uh, <laughs> amateurs Murray. in the event. There's no Bill Murray. There's no Larry the Cable Guy. There's no <laughs> CEOs of First Express or whatever. Um, that's great. It means that the TV coverage is going to be bearable. There's no Monterey Peninsula this year. It's only two course rotation of Pebble Beach and Spyglass Hill. Um, so if you want to delve into that and see where people might have cocked up on Monterey or or gone a lot low on Monterey, which is padded their score out, it's, it's worth checking that out. But um, I was really disappointed with the field, Jason. I know there's been... You know, there's big tournaments coming up and it's been a bit of a busy schedule, but I, I thought there'd be a better field than this coming. I know it's never that good, is it? It's never the strongest field, which I find weird because Pebble Beach looks like the nicest place in the world to go. But, yeah, it's uh, it's a pretty poor field this week. And people are dropping like flies, by the way, as we're talking, Wyndham yeah, yeah. Clark, Matt Kuchar, Kyunghun Lee, Luke List and Special Munoz have just pulled out. So, oh, Lee's pulled out, has he? Yeah. Let me cross him off then. Right. <laughs> I thought I I'd put that in there. I had all this great work. I had all this fantastic work about him, and off he goes. Okay. Well, I, I, I was, I thought Aaron Wise was going to win this week, so I'm glad that he. Uh, I don't have to lose a bet on him. So, um, Dustin Johnson's a force-one favourite, and I don't know what price you do make him. I don't know, you know, if someone said to me, "I'm going to put whatever X amount on Dustin Johnson," I couldn't call them stupid. Yeah, I think like, the force is. I think the force is going as well. Yeah. Well, because people, there's no reason not to steam in on it if you're that, you know, that way inclined as a as a favourite backer. I don't think. But what what can you do? I mean, if somebody give somebody say something against him, he's uh, jet lag, as you know it. Sorry, jet lag. You know, as we know, <laughs> second year, fourteen and eighteen, won twice. U.S. Open here, he should have won it, except for the final round, eighty-two, when everybody actually started slagging him off, and now, x amount of years later, we're uh, we're you know claiming him the, uh, the new king. Um, He's a good case study for not giving up on people, though, isn't he? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and, and I'm very, very guilty of something like that, and, mm. and I really shouldn't be. Um, but if you go back, I mean, I've only done the last three years. You can go back five, ten if you want. The same form lines happen every year. Um, people come to this tournament. Yes, you're right. It is a slightly different one. Um, so whether that has an effect on the form, I don't know. Did it match at um, Torrey Pines? I don't, I don't know really. Um, same players turn up. You've got people like Jason Day, for example, turn up here every single year. But they're the obvious ones, obviously, Phil Mickelson. When you look a bit closer down and you see the Scott Stallings turning up every year, Paul Casey turns up every year, um, Russell Knox turns up as top 20s here consistently. So there are there are players further down, the more obvious, talented ones, um, who do turn up. And they all have an incredible... Um, relation to you know close by courses and also courses with poa anna green so do what you want you know days obviously a winner at farmers memorial um stallings got form at farmers at the uh, genesis there's three tournaments that turn up consistently in the form line um the farmers interesting of um the um travelers uh, memorial and uh, genesis at riviera all of those turn up so if you've got form there and you go back to Mr. DJ, who's the best player in the world anyway. One at Riviera, got two seconds, one third, one fourth, one ninth, one tenth. Travellers, he won, obviously, in 2020. At Torrey, he's got a third in the 18th, but he hasn't played for a few years. Probably would have won there had he bothered. At Memorial, he's got 
you know, eighth in 2018, third, fourth, 13th, 19th. You know, he stunk last year there. That was that year where he hit two couple of 80s, which nobody really knows what happened. And here he is, the best player in the world. Um, you know, off the tees, top 20, around the green, he's second. Approaching his 19th tee to green, he's second. I mean, what do you want? He's the best player in the world. There's no weakness, and, is there? And Brooks Kepper isn't playing. And uh, I probably now, if he's, if he's there, have him as uh, second best player in the world. Um, Tyrrell doesn't play. He'd like the wind. So, you know, what price is he? Yeah, absolutely. Coming in behind him, Patrick Cantlay at 10 to 1. Um, it's like you know, our feelings on Patrick Cantlay, don't you? You can't, you can't dispute his chances, can you? I mean, he's, 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 he's excellent, isn't he? You know, that final round at the Amex prove what he can do he's obviously won recently um so it's very hard to ignore him well, the only thing i would say for a 10 to 1 uh shout especially when you've got such a strong favorite his course form isn't amazing is it i mean 11th 21st in the last two attempts he's obviously shows a liking to it yeah 21st in the us open wasn't it yeah um it, it... Everything, you know, everything about him suggests he's got to go well. And this week, you've got eight places for an awful lot of books. Even three six five are going eight, right. uh, which I can't remember them doing apart from a major. To be honest with you, um, so virtually everybody's going eight. Anybody, you, you just, you know, tell the others who are betting first five, don't bother. Um, so yeah, so I mean, you've got you've got people like that. That um, it's very hard to see him not challenging, isn't it? Um, as you say, he's got it everywhere. He's won Memorial got form riviera travelers he's six around the greens which come into account you know with the small greens around here um he's, he's quite high up in par four performance i think he's third so far this year i know there's been a few um he was tight he was top 30 par four performances in 2020 he's a great player but tens looks it's a bigger discrepancy between him and daniel bergen than i thought it'd be I don't even, I don't particularly fancy Daniel Berger this week, but I just think that that's slightly slightly big. You know, there's not. I don't think there's actually that much between them in terms of players at the moment. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I, I, you know, we were big fans of Berger last year, weren't we? Yeah. And maybe we're just waiting for him to approach that um, Charles Schwab Travelers type type thing before we get on. Uh, but if they're going to bet like that, then I probably won't. I, I don't know. But I mean, Cantley should probably be a bit, little bit bigger, to be honest. I think. Um, Having said that, you know, you're betting five places, maybe he's a bit bigger. Yeah. You know, he's, he's only got to get a pay really on the front of the leaderboard, isn't he? Um, yeah, we'll see. It's, it's a weak, it's all there it's a weak you, field, isn't it? And it's getting it's a weak. Field. It's so. all there in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was just touched on Daniel Berger there. He, he's played well here in the past. He's got a fifth and a tenth. Um, you know, that's impressive enough as it is. Uh, we know what we, you know, we've spoken about him many a time. Paul Casey is in, you know, great form, isn't he? Um, you know, he's been jumping around the world a bit, so that be putting people off, but it's not seemed to bother him so far. He's got a second and an eighth on this golf course, 21st as well at the, at the US Open. Yep. Um, like you say, I think it's hard to pick holes in these four players. It's just that I would I see this as a potential outsiders event, you know, yeah, in, I mean, a, when, in a week. Yeah. Certainly when you've had Nick Taylor leading all the way last year and Ted Potter in 2018 and then you can go back in Stallings um, or uh, Stallings whatever you want to call him uh, <laughs> Scott 
um, you know, he produced shock. So, yeah, I mean, there are shocks in this event, absolutely. Whether that's, as you rightly say, down to the fact they have to play with amateurs um, for a good chunk um, or not, we don't I was, know. I was surprised, um, though, that because because the amateurs weren't here, and they, this isn't a decision they made just this week, I'm surprised more people didn't come over. I thought the reason people didn't play in it is because they can't bother the six-hour rounds. Yeah, I'd have thought, with that taken away, one less course and the beautiful scenes of you know Pebble Beach, you get more people over it, but apparently not. Everyone's got to have a break, I suppose. Yeah. I would, I, it wouldn't have surprised me if DJ would have pulled out, to be honest with you. I think that's probably still I've, quite live at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I, I've, yeah, I've got this feeling that he's not... He, I don't know why. But, you know, he, he, as you say, he loves it here, so why not? He's really not got anything to lose, is he? But Free money. At some point, he's got to have a rest. Well, how much can you have? Will Zalatoris and Jordan Spieth are next up. Sure. Um, sure. Zalatoris, obviously... Is very popular at the moment, isn't he? A short, though, isn't it? It is short. It is short. Um, he has played here before, which obviously helps. Um, but yeah, I, I don't need to touch him at 25 to 1 because he'll be 50 to 1 again, like he was last week at some point, and play just as well. So um, inside the top 50 now, he's working towards the Masters. Hopefully, he gets himself in there. Um, but yeah, 25 to 1, I can ignore. Jordan Speed, we've already touched on. Francesco Molinari, I expected him to come in very short. Um, after he's, you know, he's, he looks back now. I don't think he'll ever get to that that sort of form he was in 2018, but he looks in great shape, doesn't he? Um, I think he's the fact that he's settled now in California. I think that was probably more distracting than people kind of thought, and people sort of thought he was getting over Augusta still. Um, him yeah. and Jason Day at 28 and 30 to ones would make obvious appeal, I suppose. Yeah, relevant, relevant that. Um... I think is every winner since 2006 has finished in the top 20 um, or top 21 before they've actually won, uh, which puts Salatoris out of the frame if that if that works. Uh, yeah, Molinari very significant. He was he was top 10 at the Farmers, obviously with that correlation in greens and location and everything like that. Um, and there he was, um, you know, he found nearly nine shots tee to green, um, four shots on approach. Um, as usual with Molinari, it's only the putting that, that perhaps will let him down. Um, might not be that relevant here, obviously, because they're small greens and, you know, he's used to finding things like that. So he's interesting. I, I thought he was only fairly priced. I didn't think he was standout. But no. when you do look a, uh, look a bit more into it, um, I mean, let, let's remember that, you know, in a similar way to we do this all the time, Molinari was slated for years about not being able to get over the line. Yeah, You know, just three four five years i mean he was just consistently top 10 without getting over the line and at, at these prices you have to have a, a, a win aspect factored in um and we will have to see that first i think before we can jump in at 28 i again i realize you go back far enough um you know he could be an absolute standout price it, you know he shouldn't be bigger than Salatoris, no matter the, the potential that he's got there's just no way he should be um so that may be wrong in terms of a match bet or something like that um, yeah, we'll see. Jason Day, I, you know, it's course form, but you know, I don't trust him, and he could pull out of injury at any point. So, never for me, to be honest. No, I mean, I was kind of sneakily hoping on a slightly bigger price than Day, just in the hope that because he's just he's just a type that it doesn't matter really what form he's in, if it's his course, he'll play well, um, and he probably will play well. But like you say, he's a he's a withdrawal risk. His putting isn't great. Um, and he's changing things, so I'm happy to leave him alone. 
Uh, see with Kim's there. He didn't pick out his putt out the hole. He's obviously got too big time or he's hurt his back or something. So that's enough to uh, put me off at 40 to 1. Sam Burns, I thought, was interesting. Um, it, the, the trouble Shocking. with him. Yeah, he is. Um, and that is obviously a concern. The, the only thing for me is that this, you know, it should fit in perfectly. We haven't had the evidence, which if you go by the trend, then that's going to rule him out because he hasn't even played it before. Um, but the most important you know, factor for me in this week was the approaches from 100 and 125 yards. That is, you know, that's where they're going to be hitting the ball from most of the time. Um, he was fourth at Phoenix last week in that area, and I believe he led the field, he did, at the Farmers Insurance. You know, inside that range, he averaged eight foot. So he's given himself so many putts um, at it. Whether he converts them or not is a, you know, is another thing. That is obviously his his problem. But in a weak field, in a course I can't see not suiting, um, I, he was the first of that list that kind of stuck out to me. Yeah, I mean, I like Sam Burns, but I, I just think every time we've watched him in contention, he, he folds, and uh, I'd want to see more um, evidence, to be honest with you. Again, you're getting 45 to run a top eight, and he is playing as well as he ever has on the PGA Tour. Yeah. Um, hasn't played here. Probably best that it's not an amateur um, event. Um, I don't think, my opinion is he probably hasn't got the temperament to, to put up with that, that slow play. Um, Which is probably why he hasn't been here which would make sense. Well, that's, yeah, absolutely. Very, very possible. I know we've fancied him a couple of times, uh, put him up for some of the smaller events, the, the big hitting sort of Dominican yeah. Republic and, and uh, that's Puerto Rico and that type of event, you know, um, Barbasol, all that type of thing. Um, and he's let us down there as well. So, look, anybody wins this, it's 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 fine. I mean, yeah, 45 to 1, top 8. I wouldn't be taking top 5. I think it's significant that you get the extra 3 yeah. playing well put himself in contention yeah why not yeah I just, I just I don't again like I seem to say all the time at the moment I haven't quite made my mind up on him but I just think that, though, that for me I was looking for the people that are in that range of the wedges in the last two weeks he's he's been absolutely superb yeah. in that category um, like you say whether he's got the temperament to deal with the greens here whether he needs a look you know if he finishes fifth this week and carries on playing the way he's playing then he's going to be shorter next year so that's you're betting on the potential, aren't you? That's that's the thing with these prices. Is at forty-five to one. You're not betting on someone that's got a track record. You're betting on what he can achieve. Um, when you look at his OWGR, you know all his best finishes have come in the last couple of years. So he's definitely an improving player, and he was already had a lot of potential anyway. Cameron Davis, another one of that same ilk. Um, I think it's one of those things I say all the time, isn't it? That you, can you just wait until they're sixty-six and eighty to one again? Because it was only at the Amex that Davis was 66 and 80s, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Davis is, is a is a bit of a um, you know a, uh, a, a what's the word I'm looking for? A bit of trendy um, player, isn't he at the moment? Yeah, because he's got that he's got that skill set with a driver that everyone seems to like, and he looked quite good in contention at the Amex, didn't he? Yeah, I like I like him. I like him. Um, and but again, I, I can't argue with what you say. You know, Spurn, Davis, heads or tails, finish second, finish tenth. Don't know, do we? Um, it's, it's it's difficult. This section is quite difficult, apart from one that we obviously both agree on. Um, the potential is there for them to be better um, than they are, and I mean, but as you say, Burns doesn't have that um, top twenty that we're really looking for. Um, so I'd worry about him on course debut. 
he doesn't have the three courses to worry about, three slightly different courses. Um, yeah, Davis has had three runs here, nothing in the top 20, but but then he probably hasn't been as good as this, to be honest with you. No. So, yeah, I, I quite like him. He's a bit wayward with his irons. We'll see. I, I won't back him, but yeah, I, I, why not? Well, come on to, to Kevin Strillman then, because he's a, when Pebble Beach comes around, he, you kind of just think of him. Um, when I spoke to him on, on the podcast, he basically just said, you know, there are certain courses that he feels like he can't compete at, but he never knows when he's going to get a hot putter. Um, you know, you know yourself where to back him. Um, and he has when he has run of game, you know, run of events at three or four, he generally tends to peak towards the end. And and I think that's about his time. I mean, his course form here is is mm. ridiculous, isn't it? Um, absolutely superb. It's, it's one of the best in the field. Sixth, seventh, and second the last three uh, chances. Fourteenth and seventeenth before that with just one miscut to his name. So absolutely superb. The only and it's it's weird. I think he's the only person that would be negatively affected by no amateurs i think he loves playing with larry fitzgerald he loves the aspect of just having a, a chilled out week with a you know someone that he looks up to an athlete that he that he loves and and i think he likes putting on a show for those people and and i think he, i think weirdly he's he prides himself on the fact that he gets that win for them in in the amateur part of it um it's not enough to put me off i'm still going to go in on him um at the waste management last week, he was tenth in that range of one hundred to one hundred twenty-five. Um, his strokes gained approach numbers are, are fine. Um, seventh last week, fourth not that long ago. So yeah, I think he's a great bet. Yeah, finds plenty of greens. Lack of length isn't going to make any difference around here. Um, very very accurate. You know, I like him a lot, as you know. Um, last play in California, won the Travelers. Second at the Travelers, he's got. You know, top tens, top five, Memorial, not a lot Riviera, but kind of everything. And obviously, his full, full round here is amazing. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, Farmers even, you know, he's got he's got great form round there. Yeah, he he's he's looks perfectly suited to this. Um, Spyglass, he won't have a problem with. Obviously, being as accurate as he is. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. I think there was an early fifty which I didn't get. I don't know if you did. No. Um, I know there's one out there actually now, but um, there was 50 to one top eight. Yeah, I think he he, he looks really rock solid. Better that win or lose, um, you can knock 10 points off of that, and I think he'd still be he'd still be rightly priced. So yeah, I'm with you. I think this this is actually one of the ranges of, of the of the odds that I think is a really interesting. You got you got Burns in here, you got Strelman, Max Homer is playing great yeah. golf, um, tee to green, isn't he? And, and his approach is definitely. And he's got good form here as well. He fits that that mould that you like of yeah. of having that top twenty, doesn't he? Um, so again, he's another one. I think that he's someone that's always very popular because of his personality on on Twitter and things like that. Um, but not only that, he's backing it up with with good play. I think he's one of those people. He's such a thinker. You can tell he's he's quite he goes into it a bit, and sometimes that hinders you, and sometimes it it makes you a better player. And I think that you know we've seen that he can win a big event. He's obviously suited to this test, so. He'd be another one I'd be looking at. Yeah, form at the right courses. He was the one that I put, I think I sent you over the weekend. Yeah. I was watching him, seeing what he was doing at Phoenix. So the fact that he doesn't do, you know, doesn't do something like, um, you know, all tease or something was was quite helpful. Um, like you say, I mean, every, everybody around that sort of price, and I'm sure you're going to mention the, the sort of next one, um, 
all have valid valid claims uh, of placing without question um Homer, again, I'm slightly concerned about him in contention, but I'm being picky. Um, he has you know, done it, hasn't he? That's the handy thing. Well, he has done it. And, and to be honest, you could you could say Cantley hasn't won enough when he's been in contention, to mm. be fair. So, you know, if you're looking at 35 points difference, um, Homer's got it. He's got it at the right courses. Yeah, and he's in form. So, again, absolutely no problem. Henrik Norland is the other one. The, the, the range is, you know, he was someone that you were very sort of high on last year weren't you three digit yeah. prices price, um, yeah. every week and and now he's really come to the fore um yeah i mean he's he's great like he tees to green he's absolutely superb and that's mm. you know we, we're seeing that more on, on tour tips now is that you're seeing the guys that are tre- not only just trending in the right direction but the people that can hold it and he is holding it, it his tees to green game is, is absolutely superb it's not going to be long before he you know you can't I don't think you can say he's going to go on to win as a certainty because there's so many good players but you'd expect him to give himself a chance and see him on the TV cameras on a Sunday oh yeah absolutely yeah yeah like you say yeah been a big fan for ages um gets that 25 from last year which isn't top 20 but you know we'll see we'll see what happens um yeah he's playing beautiful golf at the moment really really confident farmers it looked like he was losing it a bit in the final round but didn't kept at it to finish second to read um, and it's a great effort last week to be able to follow up that, you know, weekend 67, 67, um, scrambling, look at his scrambling stats, third, eighth, ninth at the field the last three times. That's going to count for an awful lot here this week, hmm. um, on small greens. Yeah. He's, he's a quite impressive player, really. Um, he's, you know, he's not young, um, which is, you know, the problem, um, in terms of, you know, how much improvement is there, but he's finally getting there. Yeah, and and let's hope that he continues to knock in the top tens. But yeah, another one. Um, you know, another one that's um, I don't know what price he was earlier, sixty maybe. Um, yeah, look, you know, like you say, stick them all in. Everybody in that you've got the promising ones like the Burns and the Davis and the Norlander, despite whatever their ages, against the Fowlers, the Streelmans, Phil's there at fifty, Cameron Triangle. Um, <laughs> You know, at the same price. You know, it's, it's it's actually quite an interesting tournament, despite the fact I know what you mean when you thought you, there'd be a better field. Yeah. Brian Harmon seems to be in the betting at this sort of range a lot at the moment, and I just don't get it. I don't understand. I don't know. Like, he's, the only time he's ever played this event is Mr. Cut. I know he's making cuts, but and he had a tied eight for the Amex, but I don't ever remember thinking Brian Harmon's playing well at the Amex. Um, I don't ever remember thinking Brian Harmon, so... <laughs> I just find it baffling that he just seems to be in this range all the time. Um, so for me, Brian Harmon and um, who's my other nemesis? Um, oh, whoever it is, I, I just never will back him. I just can't. I just can't. And that's it. Peter Malnati is someone that that I thought I was going to be well in on, um, and there's a good chance I still am. He's playing some, you know. It looked like he was just going to fall away, didn't it? Because he was playing such good golf. He had that second at Sanderson's, fifth at the Shriners, 21st Bermuda. Um, looked like after he'd gone 48th and missed cut at the RSM and Mike Ober, that was it. And then finished 14th in Hawaii and 10th at Torrey Pines last time out. He just keeps going, doesn't he? Potentially the greatest putter of all time. <laughs> no, seriously. I it's mean, so, oh, he's, he's just unbelievable on the greens. Um he wasn't great in contention again, was he? Um, 
last time out. I, I mean, I like Maranati, but I like him at you know a three figure price in a in a really really good. Well, field. that's the thing is he was a hundred to one, wasn't he? But at the start of yeah. the day, so but it'd be, it's the form's there. I mean, he's trending in the right direction over here. Um, at this course, it's not really. I mean, putting's going to be less important. They're not all going to be getting within ten feet, and then no. having to make those putts, and so therefore his skill is probably um, negated. Slightly. Negated, yeah. It's, yeah, but like you say, he's just he's just playing well, isn't he? And and like he has played well here. So there's there's enough in it that if people liked Malnati, then then on you go. Yeah. Matthew Neesmith. Um, Both like him, don't we? Yeah, well, you spoke to me earlier about him, and and we've spoken to him a couple of times. I've said he's sort of flattered to deceive. And then I thought he played really well yesterday. Um, didn't really go away as as he might have done, and then. You know, when you look more into it, I think he's top five in both weeks. Last, you know, Phoenix Open, third in that 100, 100, 100 to 125 range that I keep going on about. And he was seventh at Sorry Pines as well. So if he's hitting those wedges as that appears he is, um, he's going to have a chance, isn't he? 11, was it 11th last year that he yeah, finished on his debut? Yeah. yeah, That's key, isn't it? Year. I, well, I, I I do. I think there's there's quite a lot to him. I mean, he opened 63, um, obviously last Thursday, went away a bit and came again with 68, 66 over the final round, which I thought was really, really quite impressive. He looked quite relaxed doing it. Um, the other thing about him is, and it, it's, you know, we're slightly, slight conjecture here, but he repeats his form. Yeah. So Shriners, he's got 18th and 8th for RSM. He goes 14th, 15th. So where he likes the course, he seems to come back and, and do well again. So that tied 11th last year and coming off the back of that um, seventh last week. You know, it's, um, I, I actually really, I do really, really like him for this. And I think 80 to 1. Um, was it 80s? Yeah. yeah. 90 one place. 90 one place. 80, yeah. 80, you can get 80 with great places. No problem. Um, yeah, I thought he, he rated actually a cracking bet, to be honest with you, at that price. Uh, I think everything's in his favour. He's going forward. Um like I say, we've had we've had people like Nick Taylor and Ted Potter winning it. Um, I think he's potentially a bit better than those. Um, we'll see, but yeah, yeah, I like him. I, I I don't see a negative in backing him at that price, and I think that's what we always try and find a negative to put us off. Hmm. Um, and I'm not sure there should be one. So yeah, 80 to one top eight is is great for me, and you know I'll have a look, have a look at something like the top 20 price as well because I think that'll be 72 ish. I certainly think, like you say, it's a it's an event that people can break throughout. I mean, when Jordan Spieth won, Kelly Craft came second. Um, when, you know, when DA Points has won here, okay, he's won a couple of decent events, but he's not someone that you know sticks out all the time, is he? Um, Nick Taylor, you've already alluded to, just went wire to wire last year, wasn't it? Yeah. Vaughan Taylor beat Phil Mickelson. So, not only is there surprise winners, but they seem to come out on top against the toughest of opposition as well because I think there's always a little bit of a, a leveller maybe with the power anna. you get some dodgy sort of uh, runs on the green and a bit of wind can hit anything at any time I think it kind of helps those that are looking for their first win um, so yeah you know I've generally been pretty against him but I think there's always been a lot of not hype around him because no one's hyped him up but he's always looked appealing statistically hasn't he and people have kind of dived in on that um, and I think this might be the week that people get their money back. Second and 11th for the last two times in strokes gain approach, helped by obviously what I mentioned with the wedges, 8th and 13th, T to green, and obviously that 11th on debut. So 
nothing to nothing to dislike really about Matthew Neesmith. We need to see it, don't we? What he's like in contention, but this is his chance, I think. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I like him a lot this week. I mean, like, there's, like you say, we've been through a few of the of the less exposed ones, not necessarily young ones. Um, yeah, uh, like we say, we, we like him a lot, and uh, let's get it done. <laughs> this should be a good cause for Russell Knox, who's playing a bit better. I yeah, thought you may have considered him. I did. I did. Then I crossed him out. Yeah. <laughs> he. Um, yeah. He's. He's not playing. He's not as sharp to his green as approaches as you might think, given the form he's in. Um, but he's played well here in the past, hasn't he? Played, he's tidy enough, and and the links thing will always be suited to him. But he's had three sort of top sixteens and no better. That's the only concern with me. Yeah, he's a bit done there, isn't he? He's a bit. This is what he is, isn't it? Uh, that I've, I've sort of. Yeah, he's okay. I mean, he had a chance, but others just made a bit more appeal. But yeah, he he plays well here, and he's got he's got form in uh, other courses that that make him look reasonably appealing. But it, you know, at the end of the day, he was left off, and I'm not crying about it. No, there's another person here that I've just spoke about a couple of times now on the podcast, and people are probably get bored of hearing about him. But Michael Thompson, I think, has turned a corner in his career. Uh, missed the cut last time out, but he's got a 21st, a 25th, and a fifth. You know, in his three most recent starts before that missed cut. Um, and he's played better here than people probably think. He's had a 19th and a 10th. Okay, he's had four miscuts around that as well. But he's been a sort of player that's gone to the wilderness and, and found his way back out of it. Um, T to green, he looks pretty tidy at the moment. And his approaches again as well. Two top 11s in approaches. Hard player to get right. But this is a sort of event that's right up his alley, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, um, Ian sort of backs him, doesn't he? The SBI. Yeah, backs him from time to time at massive prices in events. Um, yeah, again, you make the point. I can't argue against it. He's not for me, but absolutely. I mean, yeah, that top eight just looks um, very, very appealing now that that's, that's such a general thing. And yeah, he's, he's he is playing well. His Sunday rounds recently are, are very, very good. Um, there's nothing ever stand out about him, is there? Um, no. I mean, he can part for sure. Um, yeah. But he's got that he's got that form, isn't he? Where you like he's got the he's got the fourth at the Travellers yeah. a long time ago, seventh at the yeah. Genesis, um, and he, he he likes a bit of wind. You know, he's won the Honda Classic. He's played well in Hawaii. So yeah, I just I think I don't think he's overpriced by any means. I don't think he should be fifties or sixties or whatever. But I do think he's someone that kind he's of gets fair. overlooked still. Yeah, he's fair, absolutely. You've got a couple of others that you want to mention at hundred to one. Uh, firstly, firstly, I will, I will, I'll mention him in a minute, as he. I mean, first, we just go back a little bit. James Hahn. Yeah. Um, who you can't get right. And I, I, I had him earmarked for, for a big price here. Hmm. Um, but then, of course, he screwed it up by doing what he did, <laughs> you know, hitting the front on Sunday. Um, obviously, he got a third here, way back 2013. He's got a tie six memorial, Genesis. Obviously, he's won. He's got place form around there. Uh, and Phoenix, you know, he's tied 11th. Um, he looked good from from time to time. He looked really, really good over the weekend. Whether he he can get over what he did, um, he didn't throw it away. He just wasn't good enough, was he? At the end of the day, he didn't have the game really to cope with with the better players. But he does like it here, um, and I just thought while he's in form, um, it's a good good time to catch him. You know, that's, that's my concern was, with him is that. 
you think that, don't you? You think when he's in form, it's a good time to catch him, but he seems to play better when he's just <laughs> been in the wilderness. Yeah, right when now. he comes from nowhere. But I mean, we did have that. I mean, you know, he's there in front of you on on tour tips. You know, he went nine six five yeah. through uh, September and October last year. So maybe a bit consistently this, sneaking in. Yeah, absolutely. If this is the start of another of another great run, these figures were apart from off the tee, which is a worry around here, where you've got to be accurate. Um, I mean, he was, he was worth a mention. Whether 70 is big enough, I don't know. Um, I'm surprised you don't put up Brent Snedeker based on your quite correct assumption that you should never give up on people if their game suits a course, just mm. like Justin Rose, like, you know, um, uh, who else did you have over the weekend? I can't remember that I laughed at and done quite well. Um, you know, so so Snedeker obviously loves it around here. Um, there looked to be a little bit there recently, no? I mean, the only thing that's put like me off a little at bit. Windmills, no, well, the only thing was I thought that the last couple of years and he's gone miscut 77 for miscut in his last three um, yep. at this course. I know one of those is US Open, but that was the only concern is that like when like I look at players and, and they play like Ryan Fox last week, for example, plays well at Saudi even if he's out of form. Branson hasn't, he's had a chance to go back to events that he plays well even when out of form and, and hasn't recently. I do still think there's something missing because, you know, Tory Pines, he absolutely loves. Um, tougher it gets, the better there. He was 32nd. And that and I could easily see him, you know, shooting up leaderboard on Saturday and then finishing 20th, 25th or whatever. Um, that wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. I just think there's fundamentally something wrong with him. And and I think that it'll be 175, 200 in another event in a couple of weeks' time. If, if you like if you like the talent of Brent which I do. I mean, there was a time when I'd follow him off a bridge. So... He's uh, it'd be hard to see him win and not be on, but by the same token, I think there's it's short enough. Yeah, well, Scott Stallings is the is for me the most obvious one of the three figures. Yeah. Um, we know that he, you know, Stallings will turn up from anywhere. He's probably better from off the pace. Um, he can shoot absolutely ridiculously low, um, but the key to him is he has form just everywhere that counts. Um, uh, Two thousand nine. Uh, well, actually just outside the top 30 in par fours for last year which is quite surprising really because he does he does drop an awful lot of shots mm. he makes an awful lot of birdies but he, he, he's you know three putt avoidance wouldn't be he wouldn't be high up in anything like that he's very um, tilting to watch isn't he he's he's d- depressing to watch sometimes <laughs> um 2019 obviously he was third here but he was tied fifth in around the greens and, to, and uh, sorry top fifth in around the greens and approach 2018 he was uh, seventh um and I think top five and around the greens as well. So he obviously loves to hear something about here um, just makes him tick. Um, won the Farmers, tied second at the Farmers, which he liked, tied four at Memorial, tied four at Genesis, tied six at Travellers. And I thought, and you did as well, we, I thought he played better than his, than his actual score last week. Yeah. Again, it was the flat stick that let him down, really. Um, look, he, 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 when he's on, he can fire at pins, no problem. We've seen him, we've all seen him miss four foot putts. Um, you know, um, and obviously you spoke to him last year um, when he just done a whole load of weight. It may well be that he's just still getting used to it. Um, I, I just thought there were there was a glimpse in last week's effort. I mean, I know as soon as they put him on telly, he nosed up. Um, <laughs> there was glimpses in last week's effort that just made me think. Going back to a course that he obviously completely loves, um, at hundred to one, I, I'm, I'm quite happy to take the chance. He's experienced enough, you know, and he, he I, I know when he spoke to you, he, he's still looking forward to, 
to doing things on the course. He wasn't just yeah. there to to come out and sort of play. Um, and yeah, a course that that fits him absolutely down to the ground. If you find a course that these players clearly love, he's not exactly. I don't think he's. It's not like Snedeker that you talk about, where you've got to have faith that he is. He, this is Stallings. This is what he does. Um, yeah, there's been no dramatic drop off, is there? It's just he's been like he this his whole missing. way through. He goes missing. This is what he does. He goes missing, and then suddenly he hits 62 in a final round and get eighth somewhere. Um, I just thought everything fits for him to have um, a decent tournament. So I thought 100 to one, he was well worth a chance. You say you referenced there that he expects to do things. I, I sort of said to him, is there going to be a sort of second half of your career? I mean, he's already a three-time winner. He's mm. he's pretty tidy in contention when he does get there in the heat of it. Um, and he sort of said, yeah, you know, the best is still to come, which I think sometimes golfers have to tell themselves or athletes have to tell themselves but if it is I mean physically he's never been in a better position and like you say it is a case of I thought and I asked him whether you know does the technique with a wedge for example train dramatically when your arms are completely different you know a completely different shape you know you look down you haven't got a a beer belly or whatever it was that you had before you know Dr Pepper belly I think it was but it's it it must be different wasn't it you know you're completely different shape and Phil Mickelson's done it. I mean, these ridiculous change of body. And Lee Westwood, yeah. put, Lee Westwood, uh, yeah. you know, done, you know, in his late forties, has, has worked really, really hard during, like, you know, during the last couple of years. Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's something to get used to, isn't it? And obviously, the talent is there. He likes the course, like you say. So there's not really much to dislike. I think there's a lot of players now in this area that are similar. Maverick McNeely was quite yeah. eye-catching. Said that yeah. fifth. Um, and we know he's. We've spoken about him a couple of times, haven't we? He's a, he's an excellent talent. He's someone that, despite his dad being a, a billionaire, has decided to make his own way in life, which is great. I mean, it's the easier place to do it is playing golf, I suppose. But <laughs> he's had a twelfth at the Mayakoba three starts ago, which a bit of wind is always a, a good point to this. And, and like you say, he's got the form there. Everyone's kind of expected him to do a lot, and then he's been pushed away side by all these shiny new toys, haven't they? So. Yeah, interesting to see what he does. Andrew Putnam, a reference, you know, no bogeys last week, and that, and that's eye catching because he went through a little stage where he was really good, didn't he? Um, put, he, was, he was playing some really good, right, yeah. yeah, really streaky with a putter, twenty first and seventh for last two times uh, out. I don't know if this is really the course for him, um, which basically suggests I'm not that interested. But I just thought it was interesting. Um, at this sort of figure, I think there's there's a lot of names. I mean, you've got Nick Taylor here, who obviously knows he can play here. He, he won last year, um, but I I would go a lot further down. I don't know if you've got some others to mention. No, I, I think people like Fury can sink are worth mentioning. Hmm. Um, look, I mean, Stricker showed them that that yeah. I mean, who could have put Stricker up last week um, okay. against that? I mean, absolutely no chance. Where we're saying that you know, apart from a few here, this is as open as anything. Um, obviously, Fiorik's not the man, you know, not the player he was, but he won't lose in in, in terms of length here. Um, yeah, you know, he's one round here, although it was, you know, obviously the champions, but you've got plenty of top five here as well. Um, yeah, I mean, Fiorik is worth mentioning. Stuart Sink, I'm still a fan of. Um, he's holding his form. Um, it's not as great as when he, you know, when he went through that great spell, sort of in the autumn of last year. Um, and again, he, he knows the course like the back of his hand. Whether I'd back him or not, I very much doubt. Charlie Hoffman, I thought, was interesting, but he seems to be interesting every week. 
Um, so I'm not in, not in with back, him. Back as well, isn't he? Still, I think. Um, yeah, and, and so my next one is 160 to one. If you unless you've got anybody no, for you that. go for it, mate. Well, we've mentioned Harry Higgs just because Skyler put him up, and I've always been interested in in uh, people that you know catch the eye of of our, of our guests or anybody like that. Yeah. Um, just because you think, well, there's something there, isn't there? You know, um, and yeah, unfortunately for Skyler, uh, Migliozzi's not playing this week, so he can't back <laughs> him. But Higgs has an 18th on debut last year. He was quite prominent uh, at halfway. I don't think he's good enough. But again, if somebody puts him up, it's well worth watching to see what he does. Reeve, I was quite interested in. I've gone off him now. Thank you. Um, so my next one, um, and, and I've put him up a few times this year, and he's not done bugger all, is Patrick Rogers. Yeah. Um, and I have no idea if Rogers is going to hit 78, 80, or whether he's going to hit 67, 67 to halfway. Um, I've gone along with the fact that those four tournaments are what I want to look at. Um, we know he's a local lad, uh, very local, in fact. Um, we know he's got an enormous amount of talent. I think he's, you know, he's a fairly new dad as well. Um, so we'll forgive those three miscuts if we can. Um, bit dangerous to do so, maybe. But yeah, he's got the eighth back in 2018, so that qualifies him for a win potential. Tied third at Travellers, fourth and ninth at Farmers. Um, eighth here we've discussed, uh, but that was with the final round of 73 as well. So he was a bit more prominent before that occurred. 18th and 8th at Memorial, 15th at Genesis. Um, that's really my qualification for him. He, he comes from nowhere. Uh, he got that top 20 at Mayakoba from nowhere. Uh, 11th at the, I know this slightly down in grade, 11th at the Corrales. It's, it's Rogers, isn't it? I, 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 <laughs> I don't know what he's going to do, but I think when you're down in the 160s and things like that, you, you only have to think that they've got some sort of talent um, and you might as well take the chance, mightn't you? Yeah, you just, you, at this point, you're just punting on people in this range, you're punting on people that you like, someone that's caught your attention at some point, catches the attention at, you know, courses that match. That's like yeah. you say, that's what you're Absolutely. referencing, isn't it? Um, you, you're not sitting there saying that Patrick Rogers is going to win the golf tournament. You're sitting there thinking that he might nick a place at eight places and, and go, well, I mean, like we say, he's got the pedigree, hasn't he? Like the, the idea is that he's one of the best college players yeah. of his generation. Um, and he's just not adapted to the program as, as good as he could. And he's kind of fallen away for a bit. But as we keep saying, this, especially this week, you can't give up on people just because it hasn't clicked straight away. No, you can't. Um, people come, people go. We are too quick. I'm very slowly learning that, to be honest with you. I was, I was that impressed with your picks last week. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I am beginning to to you know get older that and as we you know people can mention enough times justin rose missed his first what was it 21 something cuts on it 21 cuts um yeah. and there we are so this time he's, he's had a life-changing experience yeah 161 gonna be 200 250 on betfair um there's no harm playing at that no i completely agree i i had a couple of people Chesson hadley absolutely loves pebble beach um he loves playing in the wind, actually, which is which is strange. He looks like he'd be blown over by it. Um, if you believe in any sort of nappy fats thing, I'm pretty sure he's just had a child. Um, Tightly sent him all the gear so he can wrap him up in weird shoes and stuff like that. Um, hasn't been in good form. Missed his last three cuts. But to start the season, he was 16th at Bermuda and 23rd at the RSM. Um, and now he's going to come, uh, since the kid's born, and come back to his favourite event. Um <sighs> It's hard, isn't it? Because 
there was a point where Chesson Hadley was seen as this next big thing. He won the Puerto Rico Open, so that kind of killed that off, um, which has been overcome now, as we know. Four-time winner, is it, on the Corn Ferry, I think, at least. Um, and crucially as well, not only has he played well here in this event, but he also finished ninth in the US Open 2019, which is a standout performance, really, for someone like that. You know, it, clearly, with you know more... Uh, more holes at Pebble this week uh, more rounds at Pebble sorry, that is going to be a factor for me, is how well have people played when it's just been at Pebble Beach, and and that was actually his best performance, <laughs> you know, he's had two tenths and an 18th in this event and a ninth in the US Open, so that was one of the things that really caught my eye There was some, I think it was something ridiculous, like 350 is one about him last uh, this morning, so 150 to 1, is he getting a bit short Maybe 251 still about. I'd probably just take a punt them on, on Betfair and do the yeah. the famous thing that you like to do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, was it double your money at quarter the odds? That's it. Yeah, so, and, and put it in early because you never know. The, the You know, they go off early. They hit silly first-round scores and then they go missing. You've picked up nothing, but at least at least by dialing that in, then uh, hopefully you get a return and, and a, a free bet in the rest of it. Um you know, there's always you're always missing something, aren't you? And, and the market goes a bit ludicrous. It often does at some very very strange um, stages. The market just does weird stuff. So, yeah, I like on these bigger prices. I like to sort of stick it in before the event, um, keep it in play, and just sit there and just wait for it to wait for it to happen. Um, Streelman was our best one last year. Uh, yeah. Was unlucky not to win. Um, yeah, and, and I just think at those prices, if if you're going to get ninety. 90, 100 points bigger on Betfair, then I think you've, you've probably got to play it like that. Um, and maybe have a top 20 or top 10 on the fixed odds and, and just see how it goes. You're not expecting anything, are you? But, you know, clearly you see some value in the price. So, you know, what the hell? Well, top, top 20, like you say, is probably just the way to go. I mean, that's that's something that he's hit almost every time that he's been here, 10th, 10th and 18th and 9th mm. from the US Open. It, he is the epitome of a top 20. If you like playing the fantasy sports and things out on DraftKings, then he's that guy that you want to plug in there. Um, I'm sure he'd be popular because I don't think it, uh, you know, people miss out on that sort of thing. Then you're starting to get to silly prices. Ben Martin just seems to pop up in the in the wedge areas. Um, he's, he's not fulfilled his talent, has he? Josh Teeter's another one that keeps popping up in that wedge. You're seeing people that I don't really want to be looking at. Um, one person, and I can't endorse him as a pick this week, but he's a thousand to one bet fair, which should tell you everything. Um, Michael Kim has started hitting his irons well again, and and he went for that horrendous run. I can't. Remember, how long was it before between his win and before making a cut? He was absolutely horrendous, wasn't he? His game just completely fell off the face of the earth. Um, I think his best finish was thirty second at the Tournament of Champions, and that was out of uh, well, it was out of thirty two. So. That's the only time he's sort of making cuts. But he won that John Deere Classic, third at the Safeway. He's, he's played well in the US Open. He's got a lot of talent, Michael Kim. He's played well at Hawaii with a bit of wind. He hasn't done anything of note here, but I just I just noticed, and these are the sort of things you do notice now when you're, when you're looking for them, his, his approach game is tidy. And, you know, I haven't looked too much into his off the tee, but I imagine that's probably a bit of a problem for him, as, as is his putting. But I think, like I keep saying, he's going to be negated. He's going to be able to club down on this course, and that just might help him. And and he was up there for a little bit last week, and whatever. I mean, I don't think he's going to win, but he might go okay. He might make the cut and, and find a top 20 at some point. Yeah, yeah. Book ended last week, 67-68. Yeah. Yeah, why not? I mean, it's not horrendous. I mean, Sony, okay. I mean, that was extremely low scoring. But every round under 70, 
Um, it's now t- it's t- it's tidier, and he's getting to the point like as soon as someone like that stops making the cut, you know, eventually they're going to fire a low one and get back into the. Because this is a guy that I think is pretty impressive in college, and and he's obviously got that win, so it won't take a lot for him to get his confidence back. And it's different to keep going home after two days every week, and then suddenly stick around, you give yourself yeah. a chance. Do you know what? Yeah, why not have a look at the top twenty finish? I mean, absolutely. I mean, the prices are oh, the prices are out with one, one firm. Um, I don't know what he is, but um, yeah, he's going to be double figures for um, a top twenty finish. What, what are you doing? You know, that's fine, isn't it? You're, you've got yeah. double the price. Oh, in fact, he's twenty to one for a top twenty finish with one for first firm to come out. There you go. You can't bet each way though. First eighty. All right. <laughs> he might make. I mean, what, but why? But I mean, you know, twenty to one for a top twenty. Yeah, I mean, he makes the cut. You've got to run the whole weekend, haven't you? At five times the price, DJ's got to win. And I think people, and the thing is as well, people can come from out the clouds here yeah. over the weekend, can't they? That's the sort of thing they can make a run at it because people tend to go back as soon as a bit of wind comes out. If you Absolutely. hold steady, you're moving up, aren't you? Oh yeah, I agree. You finish, you finish. You know, if he finishes thirty fifth, and the wind gets up, there's a huge mm. chance he's going to end up just being able to be in the top fifteen, twenty. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, go on. Why not? You know, good call. Twenty to one plus top twenty, perfect. Put him up. Another person that plays well here, and I can't, again, this is just this is just names for the sake of names now. Um, but Brian Gay plays pretty well around yeah, here as well. Yeah, I've had him. Yeah. Two top eights, isn't he? I haven't um, crossed him out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you cross him out because he can't win. Um, well, and, that, and that's the he thing. Can't but win, he, can't, he can't win the Bermuda either. But yeah, gone. He's very streaky with his putter. He keeps getting called the best putter of all time, doesn't he? Which is probably a bit of an exaggeration, but he's very good at putting. Um, that's kept his tour card for as long as it has. I think didn't he tell Poulter that he was there was a problem with the points or something? They both got kept their card or something, so he sent him some wine. I don't know, something like that. Um, but he's the sort of person I don't rely on current form to be a thing. He'll just play well where he plays well. Um, like you say, that maybe the fact that he relies on his putting it might not be a bigger factor, especially when there's only two courses instead of three. But just just looking at big names around here, Rob Oppenheim, another one. These guys, if you're looking for top twenties, because that's something I don't, I don't ever really look at top tens and top twenties. I kind of just look at because you get eight places now for an each way. I kind of tend not to look there, but these are the sort of things where I think actually, I've, I've had in my head that people can go and do something they can't win. Why not just back them in those kind of markets? It seems silly to, to not overlook that. Oh, the amount, the amount of players that, that you know, when are good players that are, you know, if they're twelve, fifteenth, and the game's getting away from them. They don't try. They just they just plod on to get home. I know FedEx points and Ryder Cup year and all this, but you know they don't. They they just plod on home, and it's very very easy to see somebody coming from off the pace. It happens every single week, where you know. You, you people mean they don't care about the Aon risk and reward? Uh, like to plug every. Well, well, Phoenix obviously doesn't. Um, no. You know, um, but you see it every week. You know, in every single tournament, players are coming from 15, 20 places behind. At 20 to 1, I mean, does it, you know, it doesn't matter, does it? No. Simple as that. Absolutely not. I think, I think I've mentioned all the, uh, the underdogs that I can mention now. I don't think there's really much else for me to say on that. I think it's just for me now to kind of finalise my picks. I know you've got, you've got another one as well, haven't you? Yeah, just one quick one. Joseph Bramlett, um, yeah. was pretty good youngster. Um, thing that got my eye was, uh, 18th at the Farmers, which I like. Book ended 69, 67. 
Um, who's 14th at Greenbrier, which does actually go back to Ted Potter and Scott Stallings as well. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously winners and, uh, you know, place, placings numerous times here. Um, he had a final round of 71 there, which cost him a top 10 place. He was eighth here on debut um, back in... Uh, blah, 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 blah. Um, so he's eighth at halfway, I think, 2012. I'm pretty sure it was. Um, might be talking nonsense, but I'm pretty sure he was eighth at halfway. Um, he was a local lad improving here uh, you've got to avoid the miscuts but he went 40th he went 18th here last year 18th at the farmers recently tilting at windmills yeah absolutely um maybe inspired again you know coming back home he's got okay some of his best efforts doesn't really sort of help really but yeah you know in california he's got 12th in the barracuda as i say he's got 18th uh, farmers 18th at um this tournament and then you know even in the corn ferry done better than midfield on the Californian run is pushing it a bit but again he's another one that might go out to 350 400 on Betfair uh, problem is he's so unsexy if he led by three you still wouldn't get caught the odds um, <laughs> so he might be another one should we have a top 20 combined double or something yeah, could do, um, wouldn't we? I just thought put, he was worth mentioning because there might there. you know there's there's always there's some you, we always say if there's something there and they've had a talent before whether that's somebody who's lost it for the last four years or whether that's somebody from college. Um, you know, you can go the Patrick Rogers way, you can go, you know, the Patrick Cantley way. I mean, you know, who knows? I just thought the it was thing, worth mentioning. The thing with Bramlett is that it's never been about him losing his talent. He was, no, he was injured, wasn't he? His back is yeah. like in pieces, like Tiger Woods level, I think, basically. I mean, he, he considered all sorts of surgeries and has somehow now can manage it. And I think Cantley has the same. They have to get to the course early and, and get warm, basically. Um, and I think it just depends on how he copes with that. But like you say, uh, born in California, educated in California, lives in California, um, Stanford boy. I think that that comes with its own pressure. Patrick Rogers is the same. You come out of Stanford, you're likened to how you did at college compared to Tiger Woods. Um, big focus on the fact that he was, I think he was the first African-American to get his uh, PJ Tour card at Q School, you know. There was a massive thing about that. Is it used to get the spot at Riviera for Tiger Woods exemption? You know, there's there's a lot of things like that 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 follow you around at an early age, and it brings you into the spotlight. And really, you might just want to concentrate on your game. And that, coupled with a, a dodgy back at the age of 20 odd, is uh, can be quite damning. But you've just got to look at the fact that he finished 18th on his last start and plays well here. Well, you know, it's it's like I say, it's tilted. It's a punt, isn't it? But yeah, it's a punt. That's what it is. There's no, there's, you know, the 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 evidence there is tiny. Um, But there's something there that suggests he might play better than his price. Absolutely. I am going to summarise my picks. Um, Kevin Streelman, for me, absolutely loves the course. Whether he, you know, misses his best rate, Larry Fitzgerald, that could be a factor. But I'm sure he's good enough to carry on with that. Max Homer is of interest, so I'm going to sort of keep an eye on whether he drifts out a price on Betfair. I'm not sure he will. I think he might get popular. Um, Matthew Neesmith, we both like. I think he's he's playing some of his best golf. This suits him, as we found out, the 11th last year. Michael Thompson, uh, I am going to go in 100 to 1. He was 110 earlier, but 100 to 1 with eight places is fine as well. Um, and then, like we say, there's, there's sort of a couple of rags down there at you know, Chess and Hadley and people out look for a top 20. Yeah. Um, don't blame anybody for lumping on DJ. Same as you. 
that's what you want to do. Yeah. And equally, you know, if you're going to play the Australian event and you're doing cross doubles with Cantley and DJ, I mean, you just can't possibly blame me for doing it. But for the, for, you know, for the, per- it's exactly the same as I will just say, like the 54 hole thing, you know, yeah. um, I really fancy Casey, really fancy DJ to hold on the last two weeks, but I, I can't put them up. And it's like here, don't want to put up, don't want to say, well, DJ and forget the rest. Cause you know, what's the point? Um, so, yeah, for me, Kevin Streelman, I'm with you. Yeah, I think he looks solid. Um, Scott Stirlings, I think everything points to him having a good week. Uh, Matt Naismith, we both agree. James Hahn, I've got to work out whether I think he's over what happened Sunday. Um, if he is, then he's in form and I think he'll play well. Patrick Rogers is a bit more of a punt, but I'm sure he's better than that. And Bramlett is a complete punt, and that would only be if he drifts to silly figures on Betfair or if the top 20 is, is, you know, something bigger than I expect him to be. So, yeah, that's what it, I think it looks as though it'll probably be a great tournament at the end and DJ will win by six. He could certainly do that. But just for me, this would be a very good indicator of, of seeing where certain people are at their games. If Spieth plays well this week, it's because the driver's taken out of his hand and you just focus on courses like that for the rest of the year until he gets right again. Um, Ricky Fowler as well, we really mm. touched upon him. He's... He is actually playing some better golf, and it's the putter that's letting him down, which is something that's never been associated with Ricky Fowler. Everyone says about how positive he is with the putter, so you'll certainly see um, some things about him. You'll see if Phil can still hang with them at you know at a course that he absolutely loves. So there's definitely some storylines there, and I think that as much as the field is weak, I think it's always good to see some of these you know hopers getting their first win come through and if they can beat DJ in the process like a Ted Potter Jr then that's only going to give them more confidence isn't it yeah absolutely yep. Sam Burns is the other one I haven't mentioned I think I think oh. Sam Burns will go well I think the 45 to 1 although it looks short because of who he is I think that eventually he can't play that bad on a Saturday going forward um, and the skill set suits so I will chuck him in as well yeah I think it's interesting as you say see how Spieth comes forward again see how Molinari plays Yeah. Um, back to form um, and, and like you say some of these younger ones um who look to be in some sort of form as and which will be quite interesting when the opposite events start coming back in mm. as the big boys go off to the majors the wgc's etc um keep your eye on these smaller boys coming sort of 15th 20th 25th in these tournaments regularly um they you know they might be able to step up when uh, when the names go away yeah it just it, it's just one of those things isn't it it's, it's an event that allows that um what are you thinking about frozen desserts that came up I mean, uh, it's Black been a frozen Forest, week. I, I had a Black Forest Gatto cake thing the other day. It was just, I think there's some left over for me when I finish this. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, I thought it was fantastic. I mean, normally, you know, that sort of thing, I think all taste the same. They all taste just a whipped cream or something. They, they take that, that air cream that my wife absolutely loves and Johnny does on Friday night dinner. Um, <laughs> they both just squirt it into their mouths and, and eat it like that. Um, it tastes of absolutely zero. But this Black Forest Gatto, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll let you know where it's from next week because it was, it was bloody lovely. Yeah, I'm not really a Black Forest guy. No, I, 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 I like the fruit cheesecakes when they're just like the sauce. When it's actual fruit on top of a on top of a Gatto, it kind of bothers me. I used to love chocolate Gatto as a kid, and now that's just too sickly for me as well. Um, so Gatto is out for me. Um, you know, you chuck anything in the freezer, so there's probably a different... I'll probably rather take a frozen crunchy over over a Black Forest Gatto. But yeah, it's cheesecake for me. Seems like it's not the weather for it, but I'll have a, I'll have a cheesecake whenever. So that is my frozen dessert of choice. Thanks, that's frozen dessert. 
Com. I can't believe that has been asked for back in the pot. I mean, every week we don't put it in. Everyone's asking where that is, aren't they? It's nice to have an inclusion of an extra guest, but it's horrible that it admits talking about frozen desserts. Yeah, well, I think it's an important time of year. We, can't, you know, we're still in lockdown, and uh, you know, sticking things in freezers is is probably the only entertainment some people get. Absolutely, the whole place is a freezer at the moment because I can't get out of my road. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. there we go. Jason, as ever, mate. Um, thank you very much. It was, it was a good week last week. Um, you know, I think this is going to be a decent week for us as well. And then, and then we've got some better events coming up. It's a shame that there's that sort of hiatus on the European tour, isn't it? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, is is actually. I'm sure they could have filled it with something, but what can we do? It's not for us to say, is it? Who are we? No, we're just minions in this world. Moving on to next week. You can Thank be you very Bob much, Jason. And, you can be Bob, and I'll be um, one of the other ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tom. Good luck, mate.